Welcome to the Ignite Podcast, where you'll discover the secrets to ignite the growth of your agency. If you want to do a million pounds, you are going to have to send out over a thousand not on market letters every single month. He got not on the market one, not on market two, called us out, thought we were only writing to him. He then got not on market three, and then he calls the office. We've created a super special free Firewave gift packed full of marketing goodies just for our podcast listeners. You can get yours by going to www.fire-wave.co.uk slash free gift. Here are your hosts, Sam and Phil. Happy New Year. First time in 2022, we are back. <laughs> Yay. What are we talking about today? We're back with the Ignite podcast, but we're going to be looking back on the previous year. So we're going to look back on 2021 and how it's performed for us it? at Ashdown Jones. Yeah, the year. How kind the year has been to us or not. So what we do every week, which you may have seen in the Firewave group, if you're a member of the group, and if not, why not? You may have seen that we do a Friday scorecard. Funnily enough, it's on a Friday, usually, but not always. Sometimes it's on Monday, <laughs> I'm busy on the Friday. And in that, we share all our figures for the week. So we share our output, what we actually do, all our marketing activities, and then what we get back. So to be a bit more specific, we share the number of direct mail letters that go out, the content this month, the theme of the content, how many posts on social, and then from that, how many vowels we get, how many instructions, stock levels, which are depressing, <laughs> the listed value of all of our properties, the listed fees, which effectively is the same figure, same measurement, if, it, if one goes up, so is the other. Maybe we need to look at that. Yeah. And the pipeline. And if you do watch the Friday Scorecard every week and you do find it useful, and people find it useful for different reasons, either they're you way exceeding. It, you're not get alive. <laughs> they're either way exceeding those numbers and feeling smug or that they're not quite reaching those numbers and it's aspirational. But for whatever reason you watch it, if you do watch it, if there are numbers that we don't include that you would find useful, please do let us know because we are going to revisit it and make sure it is as useful as possible. Because as Phil says, we've got two numbers on there that are pretty strongly correlated, we probably don't need both those two numbers. But numbers I think that are relevant are things like the pipeline, people like to know that, and also the average fee I think is important too. And I think the number of letters we send or the number of posts that we put out there to show how much effort it is to create leads, it's not a passive thing to do. It's something that you've got to actively effort into and it's mm. a hard work and there's a lot of time effort skill training etc that goes into it to send out 400 letters a week is quite a lot when these letters change and the angle changes and the got to write the flipping things never mind getting all the envelopes and everything out yeah and finding the addresses we've got actual figures for the whole year here turnover no no so we don't so for 10 11 months we proclaimed about how we were this million pound office going to be and we were just short so we had three properties complete today. So today is the 4th of January, is that right? Yeah. Yep. And we've got one next week, which would have taken it over a million. Oh. And we missed it. We failed. So we're now the nearly, there's an asterisk, million pound <laughs> office with an asterisk which says nearly. Well, million pound office over 54 weeks. Yes. 370 days. Which is pretty amazing. I am. So let's have a look at our output for the year. We'll give you some numbers on this as well. So apologies if you're listening and the numbers aren't going in, but hopefully it'll give you a flavor of how we did last year. So the output, first of all, so the effort we put in in order to get the results that we did to make that million pound in 54 weeks. First of all, direct mail. What is our target per week for direct mail? 300 letters. And that 
it's 300 letters in total to go out. It doesn't really matter if it's on the market or not on the market. That is 300 letters that go out every single week without fail. It'd be nice if they were on the market, wouldn't it? 300. Yeah, three are on the market at the moment. <laughs> if that, actually. But on the, we had amazing success with not on the market, which is actually arguably a better market. If you could choose whether it's a brand new property market or an old property market, you'd probably choose the brand new, whether that's ego or statistical, I don't know. But Well, it's also, you're not having somebody else's leftovers, are you? And you're probably the only agent in on a not on the market letter. You are. And how many times do people say to us, just thinking about selling, your letter arrived at exactly the right time. We were only having the conversation this week. That's because 300 a week go out. (laughs) They say, how did we target? And then Phil always tells them that we target by FG&H. And I I don't, I try and interrupt him and go, we specially targeted you because we like your house. We knew you were thinking of selling. (laughs) So last year we sent out 13 and a half thousand letters, which is actually 260 a week. So we didn't quite make 300, but... The 300 only came in in about September. Yeah. But we were averaging pretty good figures before then anyway. Yeah. And let's be clear, 13,500 letters that go out is a, probably around seven, seven and a half thousand pounds cost. Mm-hmm. Maybe slightly more than that. Yeah, it is a bit more than that. Yeah. So that is a quite a big investment. Mm-hmm. But if you were to say to people, look, this year you're going to spend seven and a half thousand pounds on stamps and... Yeah, it's going to be more than that, isn't it? It's going to be, be like, like eight, eight, nine thousand. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but nine thousand. Oh, we're not even including the time our team takes. No, so you're going to spend nine thousand pounds to send out letters this year. That's quite a big investment up front, isn't it? But not only that, as well. The difficulty is that the number of properties we're sending it to. So let's just disregard on the market properties. Let's just look at not on markets. The number of those that we've got on our list is probably not even fifteen hundred, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We've probably got about two thousand on the whole list, but. That list has been added to throughout the year as we spread area to try and cover more. But about 1,500 is what has gone out so each time. So that means that everybody's had about nine. That can't be right. That isn't right, no. We sent out, everyone's had three. Yeah, then there's Christmas cards, that's four. Yeah, I don't think that includes Christmas cards, does it? The direct mail? Yeah, does it, it does, yeah. Oh, okay. Isaac's nodding as well. Right, so that includes Christmas cards. So that makes a difference because I think we sent out 2,500 Christmas cards. Yeah, there was a lot. So everybody's had three, every FG&H property that we like, that isn't commercial, et cetera, has had three not on market letters last year. Yes. Okay, good. Especially at all the ones around here. There are some in Keswick that only have one. So Keswick's around 30 miles from us, mm-hmm. about an hour's drive. We're just shy of. Interestingly, the not on the market letters really struggled Keswick. Mm, because they didn't know us. As they didn't know us as well, yeah. And then some have gone to Kendall and Kirby Lonsdale. So what's the takeaway for those people who are listening about direct mail? Well, what's your figure? So what we don't have and what we probably should have is what the ROI on that is, the return on investment. We can see but pretty we, quickly. We can though. tell you directly from direct mail, it'll be in the region of half a million, if not more. Well, if you, even if you just said, we've turned over a million, near enough. Yeah. We've spent about 9,000 and we've sent out just over a thousand a month. If you just look at those figures, if you want to do a million pound, you are going to have to send out over a thousand not on market letters every single month. That is just a fact. Yeah. But directly, valuation is coming directly cut from a letter, not even counting the properties that come off the back of. It's impossible. A... It's impossible, isn't it? Because <laughs> you just said. That, that came from a letter. Yeah, but you just said that Keswick hasn't worked as well for us. It's only yeah. 30 miles away. It's still in our catchment area. It hasn't done as well because it hasn't got all the other foundational marketing activities. Yeah. And you only have one letter. 
fair enough. Yeah, but even our first letter did well, really well. It's at least half a million direct letter to Val to instruction to sale. So I went to see uh, a lady just before Christmas who was selling a big sort of farm. I say sort of farm because it's just like an indulgent farm. What's that called? Horse. <laughs> she's got a few horses, a few chickens. They're not even her sheep or cows, but she's got, I think, what did I say, 150 acres or something. Anyway, the, the reason I'm mentioning it is because she knows us quite well. We've actually done a 12 days of Christmas with her before because she has shire horses and she gives rides. And she said that she only called us out for evaluation because she'd had our letter. So what made her think about calling us out at what, you know, I'd love to have been a fly on the wall. At what point did she go, well, we know Sam and Phil and we've had a letter from them. So what was the defining factor that made her pick up the phone? We will never know. So we can't really say whether that particular valuation and probably instruction at two and a half million has come from 12 days of Christmas, which we would call community building, or from a letter. The best ones, I've got a, a guy I'm talking to at the moment, that take everything ultra literally. So yeah, he got not on the market one, not on the market two, called us out, thought it, we were only writing to him, <laughs> knew every single word in the letter, went through it all. He then got not on the market three and wrote a handwritten letter to me to say, was this sent to me by mistake because we've already met? But there was nothing in there that suggested we'd met. We hadn't met. It was it just because he took it so literally. And then, you know, the, he calls the office, calls himself Mr. Thomas. and um, <laughs> Probably Dan. And then, yeah, and then calls again before to, to ask if the valuation su- suggested in September is still the same now. We didn't want any other information. It was just very literal. and. He will not have a relationship with any agent. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't really have a relationship with me. He's the kind of guy that just, <laughs> he wants to know information and that's it. But to attract people like that, there's only one way of doing it. He's not going to find Facebook ads or he's not going to fill in an online valuation. Or... And he probably wouldn't appreciate a knock on the door. He probably well, just likes the letters. It would confuse him a knock on the door. Mm, that's a good point, actually. So something we were talking about recently, which we should really cover in another episode, is the fact that a left brain person, as we call it, so somebody who is analytical, likes numbers, facts, figures, spreadsheets, thinks in facts and logic, is much more likely to own a high value home than somebody who's right brained, who thinks big picture, is maybe more artistic, uh, likes color and design and is visual. And therefore, when we write to a person that owns a high value home, we tend to use lots of numbers and facts and format the letter so it looks like almost like a corporate report because that is going to attract and to the attention of a high-value homeowner more than the more visual aspects. To counter that, though, I, I agree, but to counter it slightly, the language can't be corporate because they're usually entrepreneurial-type characters and therefore they want to be spoken to in a conversational way, not in a corporate way. They don't want to be spoken to like a solicitor. Mm-hmm. They want to be spoken to as if you're in the room speaking to them. So our language is very It's very casual, conversational, you, would, you could say. Yeah, but also I think they take that, like you said, literally, because if you talk to them conversationally, then they're going to think you're a friend. Yes. But you can do conversationally plus statistics and numbers yeah. that are going to be useful to them. And we do include photographs in them. And therefore you would say that counters, you know, the argument. But actually it tends to add to the weight that you've already got with the numbers there, I think. And also it means that if... He's maybe married to more visual person and she's going to pick it up and see pictures. And I think it all adds to it. It doesn't detract. It definitely adds. But if you're going to write a not on the market letter yourself and you're not going to use Firewave, A, good luck. And B, try and make sure that 
it's a good meaty letter with lots of really good statistics in it that they can't find anywhere else that is all just from you and write it with the care and attention it deserves because for an outlay of £9,000 roughly this year on direct mail, we have got roughly back half a million. Hi guys, I thought I'd make a quick video in regards to the Not On The Market letters. It's been amazing for us, this last Not On The Market letter. In total, we got about 73 valuations out of it. We got called out specifically because we these people did receive the letters. So that's 16 valuations done and sold purely on back of this Not On The Market letter. And the total value was in excess of 63.1 million. It's a good meaty letter with lots of really good statistics in it that they can't find anywhere else that is all just from you and write it with the care and attention it deserves because for an outlay of £9,000 roughly this year on direct mail, we have got roughly back half a million. So let's talk about the other things that we do because obviously direct mail is the cornerstone of our business. It always has been right from the very first day one, which was the 2nd of April, 2017. The first thing we did was send out direct mail. Thank God. The other stuff that goes with it that supports the direct mail is content and social, which arguably is the same thing. So it's in other words, it's how we get our name and faces out there and what we do as well. So how people understand and perceive what Ashdown Jones does and and stands for actually is through the medium of online content. And I don't think we do enough on social still. I mean, we probably do 10 times what most agents do. I still don't think we cover it enough. And I don't think we have enough variation on our posts. Mm -hmm. I agree. Uh, However, last year we did 784 Facebook posts, which is 15.1 per week. 15 15 a week, yeah. 15 a week. Two a day, that's okay. It's actually about three a day because we don't tend to post the weekends. Yeah. And then 89 Facebook Lives, which I think is quite good. It's probably... Well... One every two days. I don't think it's that good because... No, it's 1.7 a week. Because it's Ask AJ every week, so that's 52 done. So the rest of it, what's 89 to 52? 37. Then they're just normally me up a mountain. Yeah, a bit boring. Yeah. Well, I, we do need more, definitely. Insta post, 413. Which is about eight a week. Eight a week. Which is yeah. actually... Not sure Instagram's are right. That can't be right. We haven't done 413 Insta posts in a year. Do we have? Oh, because we use our content, that's why. It's not just actual posting. Yeah, there's fire of content enough, on yeah. there. And then we've done 83 TikToks at 1.61 a week. Again, you're not really going to get any market share. You're not going to get any valuations for TikToks, are you? You're going to no. get potentially PR if you do something right or if you do something a bit different. To me, though, it's just proof of our marketing innovation. That's yeah. the point of doing it. We can't say we're innovative on a marketing standpoint if we're not going to do things like embrace the newest platforms no but to be clear if you're not sending out 300 letters and you're not doing 15 facebook posts you shouldn't be doing tiktoks no agree which is why it's at the bottom yeah so it goes direct mail what vines and then it goes facebook posts and facebook live then insta then tiktok so that's really the order of play yeah and then how many myspace posts that was the, I, the I days. drove past a van the other day called myspace it was a uh, an attic conversion I wonder if they've uh, taken the yeah, URL. Maybe. <laughs> okay, so that's all the output. Now we're going to look at the results that we got from that. So we know that there's a lot more goes into our marketing and our presence than just those things, but they're the visual things. They're the things that we can actually measure. The rest of it, things like our community building, 12 Days of Christmas, our competitions throughout the year, the fact that we both go to networking events and we host networking events as well. 
all those things are not measurable in the same way. So we make sure that we're always present in our community all the time and we get back a lot from that. But the measurables are what I've just laid out for you. If you've got a five-way planner, by the way, this is all in the five-way planner. So just make sure that that's up to date. So last year, 239 valuations, which I know some of you will think, I've done that in a week. Andrew Baxter. Andrew Baxter, yeah, I understand that. But 239 for us is how many a week? It's, well, we sh- I don't know, actually. How many uh, is that well, a week? Well, three, three and a half a week. Yeah, something like that. No, more than that. Four a week. But, but our target was 150, which is three a week. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so target's three a week. So 239 is good. If we repeat that, I'd be uh, very pleased. Mm-hmm. And instructions is 69, so that's 30%. Very difficult to judge instructions, really, because many because of those... Because it's not on the market, isn't it? Yeah, um, many of those are still in the pipeline to come this year. How many did we miss out that actually went to market? Probably around five, four or five, I would say. So there's still 60, 170-odd that are to work on for this year. Which is exciting. It's an opportunity. Because actually, if they got us in last year and they weren't ready, chances are they probably will be a lot more ready in 2022. Doc number average, that's interesting, 13. So our target is 30. And we were (laughs) consistently on 30 prior to all this kicking off. All this being worldwide pandemic. Yeah, I try not to. I like to say all this. So when you say this, I mean, they could be listening to it in 10 years' time. What's this going to be? Well, all of that. (laughs) What's it like in 10 years' time? Are you still wearing a mask? (laughs) That's my impression of wearing a mask. Just in case you were, didn't want to do the numbers yourself, we had a 30% conversion rate and our target is 67% conversion rate. But that is properties that come to market. So I can say our, our conversion rate is probably more like 90, 95% because we lose very, very few. What we do is we create a lot of opportunities in the market. So our valuations will always be way higher than it looks from a conversion point of view. Because really, if you've got 70 instructions in a year, you'd think that you'd only had about 90 valuations, but we've got an awful lot of speculative valuations, which I'm sure a lot of you did last year. Yeah, it's looking at number 70. Our target's 100. So we massively, maybe we need to look at those targets. Valuations 239, took 69 on target, 150, 100. Mm. Went the total wrong way on both of them. We did. But So 70 instructions, they're about 70. So to turn over 920. Yeah, but what would we have done if we hadn't taken on the, if we hadn't put the not on the market letter out? Yeah, That's we, really scary, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, stock 13 average, stock value 11 million on average, listed fees 171,000. Which is low, average. isn't it? Yeah, very low. Well, our average fee, I think, is interesting because it comes under just under £14,000, so £13,773 average fee for the year. High plan's good, though. This is listed, though, not sold, which puts it on an average of 920,000 average sale price because we charge 1.5%. And therefore... So our pipeline's 328,000 for the year which is pretty much suggesting that we lose a quarter, isn't it? If it's just over a quarter of the pipeline. So times it by four is 1.2 million and then 1.3 million and then take off quarter-ish to get to 920. So we lose about a quarter. Although saying that, is this a, do you only work off nine months? Does it take three months to get to completion? Well, no, because I took it from the 1st of January last year. So it, it's going to catch up. With itself, it is, isn't yeah. It? Yeah, so, and so that means we lose about 30%. I wonder what it would have been this time last year if we'd been, we didn't keep these kind of figures last year, but listed fees versus pipeline is about double. And that would be interesting to see whether that's the case. It's probably forward. the other way around. It probably was. In a normal market, it's usually the way around. Yeah, I would say I mean, same, our listed yeah. fees at 171 is slightly too low. For com- uh, yeah, because really. if you add the listed fees and the pipeline together, it doesn't get us through the year. No, well, it does, but 
gets us through about six months. Which isn't as good. Target is 750 this year. Our target last year was 700 turnover. This year's 750. Don't forget yeah. we're sales only and we don't do lettings. That's no other incremental income at all or ancillary income. And we did smash it this year, but we did have a group discussion and decided that 750 was a good target for the year. Yeah, we've got 350 in the pipeline or 346 already. So that's a good start. Oh yeah, that was an average pipeline. That's why. Yeah, so that's a good start towards the 750. And our focus is going to be slightly mixed this year with opening an office in the Dales. Yes, we're going to do a whole series of episodes on this. If you'd find that useful, please do let us know. What we're planning on doing is maybe doing a quarterly episode on our progress and process of opening a second office. That's getting, I mean, even today we were talking about furniture, cars, more recruitment, phone number, all the really sort of messy stuff that you don't think about. Bill just wants to get on and start sending out not on the market letters, don't you? No, on the market letters. A few I'd love to get my hands on. I wrote a letter today, thrashed it out in about 10 minutes, just to one house. Oh. It's rare. Yeah. I often do that. Well, it's good discipline though. Thank you. Sometimes I just see a house and think I need to get an idea and go put it up into the Firewave library and they can do what they like with it. Probably mm. don't do anything with it. <laughs> well, they can. Open- and then they say to us, how, how do we target this one house? <laughs> and we go, oh, funny you should say if that. only you looked. <laughs> in the library. So for those of you who don't know, we are in Windermere and we're planning on opening a Dale's office, which will be in Skipton or near Skipton. And we're planning on opening it next month, which is a little bit scary because we've got a huge amount of things to do before then. We have got our first member of staff and we're taking two members of staff from here to sort of co-work across the two branches and we will be doing the same thing as well. Um, it's about an hour to an hour and a half away, depending on traffic. It's going to be a learning curve, isn't it? It's going to be really exciting. Quite scary as well. I think something to remember from, well, from what I would like to focus on is that this is the second of potentially five, six, seven offices. It's not it's not just two of two. Yeah, that's really important because I think two of two could be an us and them mentality, whereas the second one in a series I think is more indicative of our, where we want to be in the future. Yeah, it's a challenge to make decisions for the long for five offices as opposed to two. It's a challenge not to stretch what you already have yeah. and just almost start again while keeping the same... I mean, lead gen's the hardest thing. So I do the majority of lead gen here. I can't do lead gen for two. I never. I definitely can't do lead gen for three. So that's what we're trying to systemize it if possible. And they're the challenges we're going through at the moment. I think, and it's why a lot of people end up with, a lot of agents end up with like a satellite office and then they'll think, well, we don't really need the office. We'll just get them to homework. And then before they know it, they've closed it again. And if you've got to keep your eye on the prize on office number five or office number seven or whatever... You've got to keep your eye on five years, 10 years time where you want it to be because you can't just do a bit more than you're doing now. You've got to do something different now. And the strategy that we've got is a robust strategy that we really need to stick to. But anyway, more on that to come because we're going to do a quarterly episode on that, we think. But if you've got questions about that, then please let us know. We might not have the answers yet. (laughs) We're probably going to do everything wrong. We did the first time, but that's how you learn. You learn by mistakes. As long as they're not permanent mistakes. (laughs) Yeah, we did have lots of cash to cover us, but we just bought a house. Yes, but we didn't have any cash to cover us when we first opened the agency. And it makes you make good decisions. I think it's good to run a lean agency. You go around switching lights off and, you know, not letting people overorder milk. We'll see what watch I can afford for my 30th. <laughs> see if it's real or not. That'll be the test. Over 170 quid or a few more zeros. 
We've created a super special free Firewave gift packed full of marketing goodies just for our podcast listeners. You can get yours by going to www.fire-wave.co.uk slash free gift and following the simple instructions. That's www.fire-wave.co.uk slash free gift.